0: Ladies and gentlemen, the UK general election is heating up and I did the idiot thing and tried to watch the live debate last night. Uh, if you didn't watch it, you are the smartest person alive because it was the biggest waste of time I think I've ever had this year. So there's that. And the words of public enemies, Chuck D, bring the noise. Podcast network. I am Charlie Taylor, and this is What's Good. Welcome back, everyone. Hope you've all had a good week. Um, my week's been pretty, very up and down, like in the in a vacuum, extremely up and down. I mean, uh, I'm going to talk about a little bit of the weekend I had uh, later on in a particular segment. Uh, but yeah, it's just been like after I dropped last episode, um, episode fifty one uh, I, I was, I was pretty okay, you know, I was pretty up, and then, uh, on, with the day it dropped, I was just, uh, it just, it just, it just felt, it just, a lot of stuff fell apart for me, and I spent the, most of the weekend, like, in a mild anxiety, and kind of just low, you know, when you just don't have juice, and yeah, so once, once it got to Monday, I got the juice back, and now I'm back in action, which is good, but yeah, it was just it was just not a fun weekend at all, not a fun weekend. But half oh, fun, but not fun. I don't know. It was kind of I d- I went in there with no expectations, and for so- and somehow my expectations got doused, uh, even though some of the events I had uh, in that particular weekend was pretty good. But um, yeah, there was always there was the small things annoyed me and if you know me, small things really annoy me, you know. Don't swear to the small stuff, you know, that old that old adage. But um yeah, the small stuff just, just oh, pissed me off. <laughs> and uh and now we're here. But we're but we're all good now. Over here, it's all good and hood. And I believe you all had uh I hope you're all good as well. But yes, uh we shall dive right in because I am <sighs> Raring to go on this particular show, honestly. I've I've had a I have a full full docket uh and actually had a full, I've had a full docket for a few days now, but uh, once some news particular news dropped today as I record on Wednesday and obviously dropping tomorrow on a Thursday for you guys, um we have we have some we have some new stuff and I had to and I had to make room so uh, I've kicked one uh one particular story to the curb well, it's not it's not really time relevant so uh, I'm just gonna kick that off to uh, in the next episode I've actually done it twice now <laughs> so uh, I feel peek for that story but it, it's good once we get to it we'll, we will shall finally get to it sometime hopefully next week but yes. We have a full docket and uh, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting. I highly I will I'll be very surprised if this doesn't go over an hour, just just giving you guys a heads up and you probably well, you guys will know before I do as I talk right now. Uh but yeah, it's gonna be a bloodbath. It's gonna be a bloodbath. But anyway Without further ado, let's get into it. So for before we begin, we have the email, we have the Twitter, we have the IG, we have the Facebook and we also new addition, we also have the Five E community Discord. So it's uh basically um you know, like uh just just like a group chat, I guess, in terms if if you want to put it loosely. And uh, yeah, we just um, I'm just trying to get people on that and trying to get a community started and obviously that was one of my goals when I initially started Fifth Element and now I'm going to try and do that properly. So uh, if you want to join and just talk hip-hop as we as we all love to do and not even hip-hop but also just uh, life and whatever um, regardless if you listen to what's good or doing in digits or in search of source or whatever. Or actually read my stuff. Um, I haven't even. I'll say that like I've written uh, stuff uh, recently, but I haven't. But I'm I'm kind of saving myself up for December because there's going to be a lot dropping in December. But um, yes, yeah, so if if you wherever wherever you're a fan of in the Five E community, then uh, you're welcome. So uh, if you want to go join that, go join that. The link will be in the description. And for every episode after after this, but yeah, um, I think that's it. And <laughs> without further ado, oh my god, I just realised. It's 52, so that's that's a year. Happy birthday to What's Good, to the podcast version, I guess. So, uh, yay. So, yeah, let's go. Okay, let's stop. Let's get into the show. Jesus. <laughs> in a week where two people in China have been diagnosed with pneumonic plague... Which is, um, I guess, scary. <laughs> I think, considering that, uh, I think once I saw the, once I saw the headline on this, it was like, they said that it's worse than the Black Plague, and I'm like, mm, that's pretty bad. So yeah, let's do, let's just uh, let's just quarantine them too, uh, right quick, and just to uh, see what happens on that front. Hopefully something goes well. It's not going to be the first time we're talking about China today. A uh, little teaser for you. A uh, and E waiting times in the UK obviously uh, hit worst ever level since targets began in 2004. I mean, don't really know what to completely say about that. Um, there's obviously a lot of factors in terms of uh, why that's happened, but um, I think you guys know what the reason, main reasons are. Uh, fifteen years after its original release, the iconic Motorola Razer flip phone is coming back for fifteen hundred dollars. Nope. <laughs> no, fifteen hundred. <laughs> Oh I yeah, mean, it's thousand five hundred dollars. go. I, I find it weird when I say fifteen hundred; doesn't makes doesn't fit right with me. But yeah, one thousand five hundred dollars. Um, yeah, that's uh, obviously a bit too much, a little bit a little bit expensive there. Uh, I th- I swear, I'm not one for trends. Um, I was never into the BlackBerry trends when when I was in high school. Everyone had a BlackBerry. Everyone had BBM. And I had some uh, doo doo uh, uh, Samsung slide up phone, and I was fine with that, you know. I didn't, I didn't really care for my um, BlackBerry, although I did look it up regularly. <laughs> I was I was nearly get into giving into the trend, but my mum wouldn't love that. Uh, but yeah, the flip phone, the Razer flip phone, boy, I wanted that. I wanted that so bad. That clappy when you just clap that phone to end the call is ultimate disrespect. I love it. Absolutely love that sound, that iconic sound, a clack um but yeah that i'm not buying it for 1500 <laughs> it's not it not chief. uh with the launch of disney plus more than 10 million subscribers have signed up on its very first day of release and this is not a surprise uh but i want what i want to do say what i do want to say and this could have been a potential uh topic of the in today's episode but obviously you understand why it isn't um there was a they 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 you know they get rid of a they get rid of films that they made back in the day that're just horribly just dated in terms of you know race and all that uh, as i put as I shared in one particular facebook post i said uh zip do doo disney's <laughs> is burying history and that's wrong and that's what they're doing so you know I'm not saying don't get disney plus I'm not saying that at all but I'm just saying be cognizant of this be cognizant of the fact that they're Basically, doing it, and uh, yeah, that's uh, just knowledge is power on that front. Uh, the source, the hip hop magazine, the source, or form, what, what is it hip hop magazine anymore? I don't even know. Uh, on Twitter asks, just wondering if anyone knows when rappers will start actually rapping again. Now, this is going to add to the first topic of today, so I'm going to hold off on that briefly. But I will get back to that and uh, incorporate it into the first topic of conversation here today uh, for this show. Uh, Corbett and Johnson, Debate on ITV. Yeah, I did watch it. I tried. I did. And I thought I was doing the good thing. I was like, you know, I'm, I'm going to listen to these two, you know, passionately talk about their issues. And I'm going to be 100% objective about it. No, 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 no. You know, try and be a real, you know, a real, given a real interest into our future and all that, you know. I tried, but then when Julia watched, what's her name asked them to shake hands, I was like, oh no. And then when they went to the first break, they are, there was a, she said we're gonna ask about Prince Andrew. Why are you asking about Prince Andrew? What does Prince Andrew have to do with the general election? What does what do they have? What does that have to do with anything? What does that have to do with the price of X? And then, and then, the audience started being annoying. Like I think um what was it? I think I'm talking about climate change. And um, the climate crisis, and Corbyn was talking about it, and talking about how people are like, you know, in other countries are losing lives and stuff like this. And people were going, "Oh, here he goes! What the fuck are you lot on about? What are you talking about? Are you lot stupid? You lot!" Oh. So everyone, came. I took an L. Everyone in that studio should take an L. ITV should take an L for all the dumb fucking questions that they that they ask these people, uh, ask these two. Both of them should take a nail because they just bullshitted all freaking day. Both of them, not just Corbin, not not just Johnson, both of them bullshitted their way all through that hour. And if you're looking at it from a completely objective lens that I tried to, it was terrible. It was terrible, and it does it. I don't know who won. They both lost, to be honest. Nobody won in that particular debate. And then, not to get on my soapbox, but how the hell did Nigel Farage manage to get two two slots? On national TV on that night, one on ITV at ten pm, on his own, n- not, unsupervised, talking to uh, I think I think it was Judy or someone else, um, and then on Question Time on BBC One at eleven pm. Why does he have the most screen time? Why? Why? Who did that? Who authorised that? How'd you let him finesse you like that? Absolute joke. That whole night was an absolute joke. But anyway, continuing on. Uh, Jose Mourinho is Tottenham's new manager after Pochettino is sacked. I have no response to that. Um, I was gonna, I actually asked, uh, shout to George on that. Uh, asked asked he posted a picture of him and uh, and I said like uh, oh so we rate this higher then he didn't answer so uh, I guess we'll just we'll just live with that. But um, yeah, carrying on and screenwriter of Harriet reveals a studio exec once asked uh, once suggested Julia Roberts to play Harriet Tubman. <sighs> I mean, I mean, just when you think there's progress, <laughs> just when you think there's progress, and like stupid asses like that are, are long gone, no, they ain't. They ain't, and they're still, and last years probably still there, or do the same. You know, what I mean, it's just he, he probably still has influence, or he or she still has influence. It's an absolute joke, absolute joke. But anyway, speaking of absolute jokes, we get into our first topic of today, and we're talking about the Grammy nominations. Now this is the this was the thing that I I had to obviously shift uh, a particular uh, another another uh, story for because I couldn't let this sit I could not let this sit for a week could not do it this has pissed me off on no end now I want to say um, on on the on the on the fact of um, talking about the source going back to that just briefly um, I don't know if I said it on this show but I definitely said it on Digging Digits um, go listen to that please and. Um, I said, if you think the this year in music is shit, or you you know if, if you just if you just see it as terrible in whatever in whatever scope you want to look at uh, look at it, you are wrong, because there is always good music coming out, always good music coming out, always, hundred percent, every week, every day, pretty much, maybe <laughs> I'll, I'll suffice to say. There is always good music coming through, okay? Because your net is so small, you are complaining about not, not there's no good music out. Go and look, be independent, stop being a sheep, and go and look. Now, when we're talking about the Grammys and when we're talking about other award shows, right? And you know, you know me. If you've listened to what's good in podcast form, radio show form, you know, you know I like. Award season, I love award season. You know, I'm watching the peep. I'm watching people. Sometimes, definitely not all the time, getting what they deserve and getting accolades and being praised. Okay, some of them, most of the time, get snubbed, but that usually just um, adds to, I guess, the aura of that person and their resolve to continue creating and not be put down by the fact that they don't get awards or whatever. You know, it's it's good on. It's good on both sides, in the short run and in the long run. I love award season, I really do. But fucking hell, these awards are terrible. They are terrible, and just I'm just I will go through the list at some point. But yeah, it's just I I can't I can't stress enough how how even though I am talking about this uh, talking about the Grammys right, I just want to stress to you guys. The Grammys are not the authority on what is good music or what you should listen to or who should even get awards particularly. Okay? Because looking at this list, the overwhelming com- the overwhelming coming away of this I have is that this is not just music people in the industry voting. This is also partly of the fact that the Grammys is technically a TV show It is an entertainment product, and it needs to, and people needs to know people's names to in order to watch it. Hence, why you don't see you know um, really uh, really underground artists getting the praise. Not just be, not because you know not because they don't uh, like them or whatever. It's because they don't have any. I don't know they don't have the numbers they don't have clout quote-unquote this is a clout grammys that's what i'm going to call it this is a clout grammys because the amount of clout chasing on this on these lists is actually disgusting (laughs) it is actually grim to look at so without further ado let's jump in to the grammy nominations so let's start in the general field and go for record of the year okay Awards to the artist to, and to the producers, recording engineers, and or mixers, uh, if uh, other than the artist. So basically, award to the artist, record of the year, you know what it's about. Hey Mar bon Bad Guy, Billie Eilish, Seven Rings, Ariana Grande, Hard Place, Her, Talk, Kali- uh, Khalid, Khalid uh, Old Town Road, Lil Nas X, Billy Ray Cyrus, Truth, Hurts, Lizzo, and Sunflower, Post, Malone, Swaley. I don't, I don't really know where to... I don't know what to do with this general field. And I'm going to say that a lot. I'm going to try and not say that a lot. But I do, know what, I do not know what to do with this. I usually go through... Um, I usually say, like, who should win and will win. I can't... I can't do it. I can't do it with this general field. Because it's just so clout-chasey. It really is clout-chasey. Sunflower. Yeah. Popular song. I get it. Was on the Spider-Man... Uh, uh, um, uh, uh, film soundtrack, I get it, sure, why not, talk, Khalid, did it hit that much, don't think so, Seven Rings, okay, bad guy, okay, Haymar, I don't know, I don't listen to Bon Iver, I'm not in that kind of, I'm not in that musical crowd, I don't know, what well, even to name that musical crowd, but I'm not in that musical crowd, her, her, her gets constant nominations in the past few years, and while I am happy about that, um, well, actually, I don't have I don't have anything to say about that because I think she really deserves it. She is a great songwriter, she is a great artist, and in my mind, she has never missed. So I have nothing to really to say about that. She's she's a great artist and a great songwriter. Old Town Road, sure, why not? Sure, go for it. Okay, album of the year. What artist, features I songwriters, da 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 credited with at least thirty three percent playing time. Of the album, if other than the eyes, right? I I bon Iver, don't know. Uh, Norman Fucking Rockwell, Lan Del Rey, don't know. Uh, when we fall asleep, where do we go? Billy Eilish, sure, why not? Thank you, next Ariana Grande, sure, why not? I used to know her, sure, good. I'm I'm down with that. Cause I love you, deluxe edition, because because the deluxe edition adds so much to it apparently. Uh, Lizzo, sure. Father of the Bride Vampire Weekend. What? Where where, where did that come from? And then we get to this. And then we get to 7 Lil Nas X. So. I want to look up something. Just a little bit quickly. just, Just live. Is it an album? I'm just googling it here. And it's a debut EP. So. Judging by the Grammys logic EPs are now albums so what we doing here so so we're adding EPs to the album list okay 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 then so let me just note that down and note that self down for yourself EPs are now albums who knew (laughs) you could do an EP and get album of the year because that's how music works apparently okay see this is what I'm on about this is a clout pick you're, it's not an album, so you, it doesn't. Te- you know, technically, I'm not saying seven's trash. It doesn't deserve to be there because it's an EP, not an album. See what I mean? This is a cl- this is a clout Grammys, clout Grammys. You do not pick an EP for an album of the year. I'm not. Be- I'm, am I being hoity-toity about this? Because it says album of the year, so I don't. I don't know what are we doing here. I don't understand. Song of the year. Songwriters Award, eligible if it was first released or if it was first achieved prominence during the eligibility year, singles or tracks only. Uh, Always remember us this way, Lady Gaga, sure. Bad Guy, Billie Eilish, sure. Bring My Flowers Now, Tanya Tucker. I've, sorry, I've never heard of her. I'm not being, I'm not being disrespectful, I've never heard of her, I'm sorry. Hard Place, her, sure. Lover, Taylor Swift, (laughs) okay. Uh, Norma fucking Rockwell, uh, Landa Ray. Someone you love, Louis Capaldi. Okay, fair enough. I didn't see that coming. And Truth First Lizzo. You know, it, and, and the thing with General Field, and I get this a lot, and I get this a lot. You know, in the past few years, I've you know been uh, I've been into like uh, you know award season, all that kind of stuff. They just they just pick the same songs over and over again. It's a bit it's a bit tiresome. If you're going to have a Song of the Year and the Record of the Year, there needs to be some chop and change. Is, am I am I being a dickhead for that? I don't know. So ugh, I don't know. I I don't know what to pick for that. I guess her, but you know I don't even know who Tanya Tucker is. You know what I mean? And I don't listen to Billy Eilish. I don't listen to Gargoyle, Taylor Swift, or Lana Del Rey, or even Lizzo. I don't. I don't. <laughs> it's just it's just me. And I know you know you guys probably have listened to all of them. You probably listen to the radio and have listened to every single one of these songs. That's fine. For me personally, I feel like this is just. Let's just pick the popular songs and run with it. And then, now and again, just to throw people like me off the scent, uh, just pick an outside pick like Louis Capaldi. And uh, that's not disrespect to Lewis Capaldi, but let's be real. Um, best new artist. Uh, Black Pumas, Billie Eilish, Lil Nas X, Lizzo, Maggie Rogers, Rosalia. Tank and the Bangers. Okay. There you go. Some there you go. Someone I've actually uh, I actually rate Tank of the Bangers, big up and uh, Yola. So this one I can I can actually go for. Um, you know it's going to be Lil Nas X, Lizzo, Billie Eilish. The others don't have a chance. Um, I highly highly uh, say I would say I will say that you should you guys should listen to Tank of the Bangers the the album Green Balloons dropped this year, great album. Uh, where's R and B? Okay, R and B. Okay, let's get into this. Okay. uh, best R&B performance for new vocal or instrumental R&B recordings. Love Again Daniel Caesar and Brandy. That was a good song. It was alright, you know, but not not the, not the not the best of by either of them. I think I, I think that's suffice to say. You know, there's been great Brandy songs and I'm glad Brandy's coming back in uh, to the frame. As that's good. That's good. She's one of the best voices of all time and Daniel Caesar is okay. Um but the, yeah, this is not their best performance by both of them to be honest. I think they've both done better. Could have been her, Bryson Tiller. Sure, it's alright, it's cool. I don't think Bryson really added much to that song, to be honest. For me, exactly how I feel, Lizzo, Gucci Mane. Mm, no, uh, roll some mole, uh Lucky Day. <sighs> I'll, I'll, I'll hold off my uh, comment on Lucky Day for for the for the mean for, for the moment. Uh, Come home, Anderson Pack, and featuring uh, Andre 3000. Amazing song. Now, if we're gonna do a should, that should win. Come home, amazing song, and it's a pack bangs on that. I will also, you know, I could make an argument that, that that that's a feature and that verse by Andre 3000 is a top five Andre 3000 uh, verse. You can definitely make the case for that. And if we're talking about Andre 3000, who's one of the greatest lyricists of all time, and maybe, and you can make an argument that it's a top five verse. I, you know, it's it's, it's right there for you. you. You just give him the award right there. Um, Big up bands and packing Andre. Uh, best traditional R&B performance, new vocal recorded, new vocal instrumental, traditional R&B recording. Time today, Beijing Chicago Kid, amazing song, super sexy. Um, just oh, yeah, that last song's a banger, <laughs> absolute banger. And the Ari Lennox uh, feature is great as uh, for the remix is great as well. Uh, Steady Love, India Ari, she's a great artist, um, worthy of that. Uh, Jerome Lizzo, sure. Real games, Lucky Day. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, give me a minute. I'll, I'll get to I'll get to Lucky Day in a bit. Uh, Built for Love. P. J. Morton and Jasmine Sullivan. Uh, I like that song. It's okay. Built for Love. Um, it's 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 a tune. It's a tune. And uh, I can see P. J. getting in that. Uh, I would go for Times to Day. P. J. Chicago Kid. Cause Jesus, that song. Oi, that song makes babies, boy. That song is a baby maker song. Absolute jam. That's a true R&B track right there. That's a, that that fits in like. That fits in a pantheon That's great. Absolute banging song. Uh, best R&B song. Uh, okay. Where we at? Uh, Songwriters Award. Um, so basically, songwriting as well. Uh, could have been Her and Bryson Taylor, Look at Me Now, Emily King, No guidance, Chris Brown. <laughs> what? Chris Brown and Drake? Good one. Uh, Rosa Moe, uh, Lucky Day and Say So, uh, PJ Morton and JoJo. See, I like If You're Ready off that album. That's my favourite song of the album. I'm surprised I didn't get picked, but um, Say So. I'm trying to remember that song. I don't think I liked it, to be honest. There was, like, one song off the PJ album that I didn't like. I forget which one, though. So I have it. <laughs> I think it's the one with JoJo, I think. Or the one with Angela Wright. Yeah, I think it was the one with Angela Wright. Okay, Best Urban Contemporary Album. Now, this. This makes me happy. This, this is the genuine moment where I actually feel genuine happy for an artist. Right. This is the one time, probably out of all of this, where I'm going to feel genuinely happy for someone that they actually got this uh, nomination. So we have Apollo 21. I, I, I put Apollo 11 when I talked about this. Uh, I think I'm digging the digits, and that's always pissed me off. I, can, I forgot to change that. It's 21. Apollo 21, Steve Lacey. It's, it's, it's a good... There's good ideas there, but I don't think it was executed very well um so yeah take take that information with a uh, with a pinch of salt um yeah it's 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 cool i understood the ideas i understood where he was getting at but song for song it just didn't really it didn't really go well for me there was there was too much there was too much up and down a bit fifty fifty for me uh, Cos I love you you know that's gonna win and that's annoying it really is it really does annoy me' because i I don't think it should win, to be honest. Uh, Overload, Georgiane Muldreau. Amazing artist. Um, constantly uh, putting forward the good words and uh, just always talks about real... She just talks about the real stuff. And uh, yeah, she's, she's a great artist and I hope, she, I hope she gets some something out of this. If she wins this, I'll be very happy. Uh, Being human in public, Jesse Reyes. And Nao Saturn. Do you understand how gassed I am for Nao right now? salute to nao honestly because i did not see this coming did not see this coming i'm super happy for Saturn is an amazing album i've seen her life twice she's an amazing artist she has a voice of an angel she has one of the most unique voices in the game right now and her songwriting is on point and the production is on point if you haven't listened to nao you are sleeping ladies and gentlemen you need to go listen to nao and i'm super happy she's gotten this i really hope she wins um, it, it, I like I said, it's probably gonna be Lizzo because Clout Grammys it is a Clout Grammys. It's not. Let's not get. It's not get it twisted. It's not. It's, uh, I'm, I'm getting. I'm getting gassed up for Neo here, but let's let's keep it. Let's keep it uh, rooted in reality. This is a Clout Grammys, and they're gonna pick Lizzo because Clout. Uh, Best R&B Album. Okay, so let's get into this. This is this is okay. This is an okay list. Uh, one, one, two, three. B.J. Carca Kid. Love that album. I love the intro with Anson Pack. Uh, like I said, I love the, uh, uh what was it called? I've, I've got the song. Time today. Absolute banger. And uh, yeah, there's, it's, it's a really solid album. Really solid album. Worth uh, worth the nomination in my view. Painted, lucky day. Okay, so I did listen to this album. um, And I'm not sure if I gave it a true chance, to be honest. But I didn't rate it as highly as most people did, I think. I think, like Apollo Twenty One, there are some really good there are some really good cuts on there. There are some really good ideas on there. I it just didn't vibe with me. It just didn't vibe with me. I didn't rate it at all, to be honest. Um, I'm not gonna say it should Lucky Day shouldn't be nominated. Um, you know, but <sighs> even with that said, well, let me get through the rest of the list actually, and then I'll say uh, what I'm gonna say. Uh, LMA LMA, eh. It, I was like fifty fifty. It's a it's a fifty fifty album, you know, there's some good stuff there. It's yeah. it's, it's a it's a it's it's a it's but it's the thing, isn't it? It's the thing. It's a... it's 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 what the Grammys do. They just pick just pick it just to pick it, you know what I mean? There's there's too many fifty fifty pieces of work going on here. There's a lot of average here. Uh Paul PJ Morton while I'm happy for PJ Morton, he's an amazing artist, and you should all listen to Gumbo, and you should all listen to his first album. I forget the name, but it's a fucking amazing album. Paul was, eh, Paul was, eh, it's not his best work. It really isn't, I'm just going to be real with you. It's good, it's good, but it's not, eh. And Ventura and some pack. now that's a deserving album. Much deserved album. So, yeah, you know, BJ Scarga Kid and Anson pack definitely lock them in but let me go through my list of hit r&b songs i have r&b albums i have listened to this year and I and i can i can throw them out there where's solange <laughs> you know where, where's solange at? and if you're gonna add the uh, indie Ari song uh why not add an album worthy why not <laughs> you know uh where, where else can i go uh Ari lennox where the fuck is Ari lennox in all of this where is Ari Lennox in all of this? Jamila Woods, Legacy, Legacy. Where is Jamila Woods? Where is Shea Butter Baby? You know, the, the, there's a lot of. Aver- I'm. I'm going to be real. There's a lot of average albums out on here. Uh, not Daniel Caesar's album. That was a bit average. Uh, what where else? Where else can I throw in there? Marie The Jungle is the only way out. Banging album. Where is that? Where is that album? Snow Allegra, where is that, where's Snow Allegra, that's a great album, Oh Those Feelings Again, everyone was listening to that, unbelievable, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's plenty of R&B albums out here that, I could, that you could have thrown in, to be completely honest with you, and I'm, and these ain't people, and I can name people, you know, that you guys have never heard of, but that's not going to make a point, is it, and actually, <laughs> you know, why isn't, uh, why isn't Naeza on the R&B list here, to be honest? I get why you put urban contemporary because, you know, you know, I'm gonna say this. Every, I say this every year. What what do they mean by urban contemporary? They mean black shit. <laughs> they mean they mean black albums that don't quite fit into hip hop, rap, or uh, R&B. They just they just throw it into urban contemporary, and call it a day. Um, you know, what else? What else? Can I throw in here. Not many. Not many others. But uh, yeah, even you know, even with that said. There's a, there's a, how many did I name there? I named a few. I named a few. I named more than more than a three. So, you know, there's a lot of snubs here. And, you know, I understand the word, I understand there's always snubs everywhere. But come on, guys. Come on. This he's, These are people that you've heard of. Solange. Come on. Solange. You can throw Solange in here. You really can. That was not that bad of an album. That was good. It was a good album. Almeida's a tune. Almeida's a tune. <sighs> Snow Allegra, come on man. There's, 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 some, there's some better options here. <sighs> Alright, let's do rap. Oh, God, these these are, these are terrible. Okay. Best rap performance. Middle Child, J. Cole, sure. Sug, the baby, sure. Down Bad, Jid, Buzz, J. Cole, Earth Gang, Young Nudie, cool. Rax in the Middle, Nipsey Hustle, sure. Clout, Offset, Cardi B funny how it's the clout Grammys and the word clout has got into this. <laughs> um, you know, I'm fine with all of these, I guess. You know, I can't really think, of, I can, well, give me a few minutes and I'll be able to think of some better rap performances this year, but uh, yeah, it's a, right, it's cool, I guess. Um, I'll probably go for Middle Child, that was a that was a banger. Suge baby would be cool. Um, I don't think clout Offset and Cardi B was that great of a song. Um... But yes, not, it's alright, it's cool. I guess Middle Child or, or Suge. Uh, down Bad is good as well, I guess. But yeah, the other two, I'm, I'm not really. And you know, I'm gonna, let's be real. Is that Nipsey Hustle track a great Nipsey Hustle track? Or are we doing it because it's a posthumous push? Just gonna throw that out there. I'm not saying anything about it. Just throwing it out there. Is that a posthumous push? Because the Grammys have done it before. They didn't nominate David Bowie for shit until he died. And then Blackstar got all the nominations. So, just saying. There's, there's, there's been documented history. Best rap song performance. Uh, containing both elements of, elements of R&B melodies and rap. Higher DJ Khaled. Nope. Dripty Hard, little Baby Gunner. Nope. Panini. Nope. Ballin' Mustard. Nope. The London. Nope. This is terrible. That is terrible. That is a terrible five. I'm sorry. DJ Khaled. I don't care if Nifty Hussle and John Legend are on it. No. Drip too hard. Fuck off. <laughs> Panini. Come on. That is. Come on, man. Come on. Come on. Come... Guys, come on. Let's be real with ourselves. Wasn't that hard. What... Wasn't that hard of a track. <sighs> Balling. Come. Where are you finding these tracks? The London. Sure, I guess. Sure. You got you're telling me these are the best rap song performances of the year. And I'm get us I'll get to some snubs later on, because there are some outright disgraceful snubs in all of these lists. Not just the not just the album for rap. But yeah, I'll get to that in a bit. Best rap song, uh Songwriters Award. Uh bad idea, YB and Corday Chance Rapper. No. Where's R and P? Where if we're picking a y, YB and Cordae song, where's that in Anson Pack, R and P? Where's that? That's a tune, joke. Gold roses. Nope. Nope. Sorry. Nope. A lot. Good shout. That's a great track. Finally, there we go. That's a. That's what. That's what I'm talking about. Great bars, for, especially from J. Cole, one of his best features, and and Twenty One Savage does. His, but you know, it's a good hook. How I many Nick? You shut a lot. It's good. it's good. It's a good track. Racks in the middle. Again. Again. Posthumous push. Just saying. And uh should the baby? Sure why not? <sighs> and now we get to best rap album. Okay. Revenge of the Dream is free. You know what? I'm fine with that. I'm okay with that. It's a good album. It really is, it's a good album. You know, it's not gonna be in my top twenty, personally, but I can but you know, I can I can I can I can make sense of that. Championships meek mill Guys, that's not even like the third that's not even top three meek meal projects. That album was so 50-50, you cannot tell me that is Grammy worthy. No. Absolutely no. There is like two songs that are worth that are worthy of anything, and the rest is kinda throwaway. Let's be real. I listened to that once and I'm probably never gonna listen to it again. Apart from maybe that What's Free track with uh, Jay and uh, someone else. I forgot who else was on it. Maybe, I think it was Ross. But yeah, come on. That's not Grammy-worthy. I am before uh, more than I was. <sighs> sure, I guess. But again, best album? Best rap album? And that would dropped in, that dropped, I think, like, late 2018, like, on the like 31st of December or something. Like, the last week of December. You're telling me there have been no other rap albums better than that? Come on, guys. Igor, Tyler Crayer. Sure, I haven't listened to it. I can't say much about it. Um, from, from what I've read and from people I trust, um, you know, they love it. So I, I guess I can live with that. And The Lost Boy, YB and Cordae. It's okay. It's an okay album. And I'm happy for YBN for all these nominations. I really am. But it's, it's it's not top five for me. Objectively, it's not top five. So I'm gonna stop there, and I'm gonna throw out some I'm gonna throw out some projects, some artists that have gotten no lick, no lick at all. And you know, granted, I don't know if these artists have been uh, have inserted themselves in the conversation. But then again, Jay Cole said he'd never do it, and here he is with a few nominations. So you know. Just I'm I'm just going to throw out some names here here and there as I go through the list of albums I've listened to this year, and you tell me. You tell me whether they're better than the five albums in the rap album, or even you know, or the or they even have songs that, are, that deserves to be in the songs category, right? So, and I'm not even going to throw you know, artists to have no chance because it's an American, you know. It's an American thing, and you know they're not gonna throw out Dave or Little Sims in there. Even though, let's be real, Grey Area and Psychodrama is one or one two of the, one of the best, one the two of the best projects of the year. Just saying. But let's just throw out some realistic options, okay? So, like I said, Ari Lennox, where where is she? Jamila Woods, where is she? Where the hell is Megan The Stallion? So if we're gonna throw in uh, Lil Nas's EP Extended Play. In, st- in an album category if we're going to do that, let's fuck it, let's throw mixtapes in here let's throw mixtapes in there fuck it, why not, because what is life anymore what, 2 plus 2 is 5 now you know what I mean it's, what's the point <laughs> I'm rich, you know these, these are all lies um, let's, let's just make it a stand where is she, where is she on any of this where's real where's realer, where's hot girl summer where is fever on any of these lists and if we're doing EPs, let's do Blue and Exile. Let's throw that in there. Uh, pff, we, uh, Denzel Curry? Shit, why not? Let's throw Denzel Curry in there. Why not? Where's Freddie Gibbs and Madlib? Where's Fre- where is that? where's Freddie Gibbs and Madlib? And that dropped at a similar a similar time of *Render Ren the Dreamers*. If I'm not if I'm if I'm uh, in, if I'm uh, if I'm remembering correctly. So, where is it? Fuck it, choose *In Exile*. Why not? Yeah, why not? Um, Coat to the friend photo. That should be that should be a great shout for Urban Contemporary. Great shout. Hey, fuck it. If we're adding the fifty fifty projects, let's add Big Crit critters here. That was a super mid. Let's throw that in there. Shit, why not? Uh, uh, Rich Brian, the sailor. Where, where the fuck is Rich Brian's the sailor? That's an amazing album. Oh my god. Uh, little brother. Rhapsody, where is Rhapsody in any of these conversations? So you're telling me that Layla's wisdom, amazing album, and in my opinion, uh, on the on the same level as Eve. I think they're both as good as each other. They both have their uh, strengths. Um, I think they're both equal. Um, where the hell's Eve? Where is Eve? <laughs> it, it's a joke. It's a joke. Uh, pfft. common. Let love. Sure. Where's that? I think uh, I think it, once it got to like around Summer Walker uh, dropping over it, I think that's when the uh, probably the nominations got locked in because uh, I'm not seeing anything else past that uh, that have gone in, that have gone into the conversations. So yeah, Th- sorry. Even Earth Gang Mirrorland, that's even that's better than 50-50. That's way better than Championships. Come on, guys. Now even as I say all of this, and I've spoken on this for a good half an hour, and I apologise for that. When I say all of this, even though I've put so much time into whinging about all this, you have to understand that this is not the be all and end all of anything. Okay? At the end of the day, this is just basically reality TV in its purest form. You know? The fact that Lizzo, Lil Nas X, Ariana Grande, have gotten the most noms, and Billie Eilish. You know, this is it's it's, 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 a, it's, it's, a, it's a it's a clout Grammys. Like I said, putting it simply, this year is a clout Grammys. It really is, and I don't know. And I I, I looked up last year how they vote, and it seems pretty comprehensive. But I am so unconvinced. That is uh, that. That's how that is. Everything they do that's to be on Enville, uh For them doing it, uh, it there, there's more to this. I think it's just it's just trash. And uh, let me go, let me know what you guys think about any of these awards. Um, I mean, the fact that they put an EP in the album list just says it all. To be honest, like they don't care anymore about what they just pick whatever's popular. They, they really did pick whatever's popular. I'm surprised uh, Beyonce's uh, Lion King album didn't get a sniffing on here. I don't know if it got submitted or whatever, but that didn't even get a sniff. And that was uh, even better than the Black Panther soundtrack. And that got nominated for Album of the Year last year, so what are we doing here? You know? When's the MOBA Awards? I want to get into that. I need some real shit. Where's the MOBA Awards at? Clout Grammys. I'm done. Let's move on. So we move on to. God, uh, oh, what shall we move on to? Uh, let's move on to sports, right? Quick. These are, I'm gonna keep these relatively quick, just for just for time purposes. And then, and you know, this one doesn't really require much. Uh, this is a story I just find I found fascinating and uh, I, th- I thought it was a good lesson of life um, in terms of principles and stuff like that. So this is via The Root. Uh, shout out to Michael Harriet of The Root. Uh, this is Bill Russell N's 44-year Basketball Hall of Fame boycott, but the backstory proves he is the greatest of all time. So let's get into this. Uh, ask anyone who's the greatest basketball player of all time and you'll surely get a diversity of opinions, including Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Magic Johnson, and that dude who played for your cousin's high school in 1987 whose jump shot was wet. But he got shot in the—he—he he got shot in the layup, his layup leg, running from the police. His senior year in high school, after he stole a black and white television, television from Radio Shack. So he never made it to the NBA. Uh, where's Kareem in this conversation, by the way? Just saying. Uh, but if you ask who was the greatest man who played in the NBA, you'll only get one name: William Felton Russell, eleven-time NBA champion. Uh, is known for much of his much for his willingness to stand up for what is right. As he is uh, for his uh, five NBA MVP awards, uh, Bill Russell counseled Muhammad Ali and Jim Brown, fought for civil rights his entire career and financially supported the movement as one of the NBA's biggest stars. He held Boston Celtic fans accountable for their racism and once convinced his entire organization to forfeit a game because a restaurant wouldn't serve black customers. Only one other human being, Buddy Jeanette, has won an NBA title as a player while he was the team's head coach. Russell did that twice. But despite being inducted into the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame in 1975, Russell never acknowledged the honour or accepted his Hall of Fame ring. When asked why he essentially boycotted the ceremony, Russell would only reply that he had his, quote, own personal reasons, unquote. Throughout his post-NBA career, he refrained from referring to himself as a Hall of Famer and never explained why. On Thursday, Bill Russell finally accepted his Hall of Fame ring in a private ceremony at his home, but only after he confirmed that Chuck Cooper had had been inducted into the Hall of Fame. So reading the tweet from Bill Russell here. In a private ceremony with my wife and close friends a morning, uh, Anne Myers, Bill Walton and others, I accepted my hashtag HOF ring. In 75, I refused being the first black player to go into the hoop hall. I felt others before me should have have that honour. Good to see progress, Chuck Cooper, HOF 19. Uh, So who the hell was Chuck Cooper? No one would ever argue that Chuck Cooper was uh, was one of the greatest basketball players of all time, he only averaged 6.7 points per game throughout his career, so why would Bill Russell boycott the most prestigious honour in his sport because of this unknown guy? Because Charles Chuck Cooper was the first black man drafted into the NBA. Cooper died in 1984, but for 44 years Russell has refused to accept the induction until the men who paved the way were respected by his sport, and now Russell can call himself a Hall of Fame basketball player. He was already a Hall of Fame man, so it's relatively short, and uh, I thought that was a great little conversation, in a, a great potential dialogue you can have with yourself in terms of, um, I guess, integrity and principles. Um, you know, the reason why I, I I put in a lot of factors when I call someone in sports the goat because uh, more than, more than most because. Um, I feel like being a sports person, um, I think being anyone, whether you're in the arts or sports or any kind of recreational or creative, uh, uh, creative arena, the work you put out or the work you put in, so to speak, um, isn't the only thing that I consider. You know, in terms of in terms of how great they can be. You know, I can understand when people say Michael Jordan's the go. I, I get it. You know, it's Michael Jordan. I'm not stupid. I mean, I don't do it just to be a contrarian. I personally say that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's the go. Not just because statistically he is. I mean, check the numbers. He he has everything Michael Jordan has statistically, and he has literally what is called. And is putting in basketball lexicon, the most unstoppable shot in basketball. Michael Jordan doesn't have a quote-unquote unstoppable shot. Okay, that's so just, it's just me being, that's, that's, just how I, that's just how I feel. And that's just from a basketball standpoint, right? But, like I said, it's more than that to me. When I call Serena Williams to go, it's not just because she has the 23 majors, soon to be 24. Or was it twenty four? Soon to be twenty five. I forget. A fuck ton of majors. <laughs> Let's just say that it's not just because yet she has a ton of majors. Lewis Hamilton isn't the goat for me just because he has six world championships. Okay, they're the goat for me for more than that, for what they do besides sport, and it's the same with people in the arts. You know. You can you can you can be a great actor and sh- you know and all that stuff and people can call you the greatest actor of all the time but I feel like if I'm going to call you that you need to d- I don't want to sound like I kind have of a bigger um, bigger parameters but I guess I do it's not it's not about arrogance around it's just how it's just how I like looking at life um, you know you can you can act you can direct sure and if want people want to call you that then sure. If he want to call you the greatest basketball player of all time, yeah. But there's more to it, I think. There's more to it than that. How are you as a as a person? You know, what do you do outside of your work? Do you use your work for anything more than what it is? You know, do you put messaging in it? Do you do you stick by that messaging past the piece of work itself or the work you have put into a particular thing? You know, Michael Jordan plays all the basketball he wants, but. You know, there's a, there's a lot of stuff that for for a good while he didn't do anything else. He just smoked cigars and you know said Republicans buy sneakers too. You know, there's a lot of that stuff. Kareem for me is the goat because he's an, not just on top of on top of being one of the best basketball players of all time, is because he's one of the a really great writer and a great thinker and a you know a really important person in the civil rights movement as well as Bill Russell um you know bill russell is older than, uh, is older than kareem and kareem was uh, very young at that point but you know he had the really old head on young shoulders at that point and uh, and when it comes to bill russell you know i can understand why some people call him the goat not just cuz he has the 11 rings which is obviously an amazing achievement in itself and i think he really should be in constant uh, goat conversations but i just have more parameters um for for everything, you know, you can be great at your sport, you can be a great actor and all of that stuff. But what are you doing outside of that? To be honest, you know, as the principles I hold that I hold them, I hold those principles to myself personally. You know, I don't I don't want to just be a great writer or a great podcaster or whatever. I don't want to be great. At, don't want to be just great at what I do, so to speak. I want to do things with that, with that notoriety. Excuse the plane. I want to do more with that. I kind of just ruined the vibe, in it. ruined the vibe for me. <laughs> I fucking blame, but yeah, that's 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 how I feel. That's how I want to go about life. You know what I mean? And that's how I like to see others. Not just as, you know, you could you can dunk real fucking good. You know, your handles are amazing. You know, what are you doing outside of that? You know, you helping communities. He's doing that. Are you are doing this. You know, that's why that's why I really put LeBron James higher because he's he's revolutionized not just basketball but also how to be a sports star and also be you know and and think about your money investing you know not being just a basketball player there's a lot to it there's a lot more to it and uh, i think it always should be accounted for so shout out to bill russell um shout out to chuck cooper as well uh, legends in their own right Over here, per uh, music, again technically, obviously because we were in the Grammys, and uh, this is kind of a, this is kind of just a little uh, story that I wanted to tell. Um, this is actually a recording that I did for the latest episode of Digging in Digits. So if you want to go listen to that, go listen to that. Uh, we went a lot over in terms of time, uh, so I had to cut something, and I decided to cut this. But it was a it was a story that I just wanted to throw out there because um, it was just talking it was basically how my weekend's gone, and I thought it'd be, I thought it'd be fun, and, uh, since it's, uh, a story about what I did, I think I'd be quite, I, th- I thought I'd be quite, uh, succinct if I put it, uh, if I exported it, and instead of putting it on digging digits, I put it on here instead, so, uh, just to put some use, give it some use, and, uh, just not to have it just sitting and gathering digital dust in my laptop, so, uh, this is basically my Saturday, <laughs> um, and, uh, I went to go see Blue in Exile, and, uh, I'll, I'll keep it, I'll keep it at that, because I basically tell the whole story, and, uh, yeah, so, <laughs> I hope you guys enjoy it, and, uh, I'll see you on the other side of that for the last topic, but, yeah, this is recorded from Digging in Digits, uh, from Sunday, and, uh, yeah, so, if you haven't, if you haven't my Ben, my boy Ben, uh, then, there you go, it's my boy Ben as well, so, <laughs> he has some reactions towards it as well, so, uh, enjoy. anyway, I just want to finish off on one more. Um, so, like I said, uh, last night I went to see Blue in Exile. Um, also had a uh, choosy there and a dude called Pistol McFlyer, which I'm going to listen to because he's, he's actually a really good performer. Um, uh, he, he Basically, like, uh, you know, weed smoke, like, doing drugs, stuff like that. Is, uh, and one of those guys a uh, very, very interesting guy. And uh, also had Otis Mensa, Shout out to Otis Mensah. Um, met him after the show as well. Uh, real oh, cool, cool dude. Um and uh yeah, I was actually really surprised because he wasn't even on the bill until like I saw him go past me <laughs> when we went downstairs. Like we- he just went past me. I was like, Was that who it was mentor? I was like, is he performing? I was like, that's cool. Um so yeah. Uh I wanted this night right to just be good. You know, I just wanted it to be good because I I just needed I just needed it. I didn't really need it. I needed to just like have a good time and just see one of my favourite artists and just listen to boss music. While I did listen to some boss music Ben, I I can't express to you enough how important lighting can be. <laughs> like when when oh, the lighting yeah. is good, like it, it's it is when it's passable, it's possible. But when it when it's great, it really adds to the show. But bro, when it's terrible, oh my god, it was so irritating. Yeah, and that was the that. first thing that irritated me that night. The lighting, I'll I'll, po- I'll post it at some point um, when I can be asked to um on the ig but yeah when you see those videos i'm gonna put it on i'm gonna put on the caption i'm gonna go can we please look at this lighting and how fucking terrible it is bro it was so strong it was so strong you know when like a light is behind someone it has that silhouette effect yeah that's cool and all it's cool to have that and i love those kind of shots right um when i'm you know taking pictures and stuff but bro the lights came down at an angle to where it just blinded you it was pointless it it really it was pointless, and they were so strong, like unless the unless the uh performers went in front of the light, you couldn't see them. It was fucking stupid, so that was the first thing that annoyed me so after the show i was like, uh, I was talking to a dude oh, I forgot his name oh, I'm so disappointed I forgot his name um but shout out to you, he goes to Brunel and he studies literature. I knew that um i just i just uh, didn't when I have to remember names i say i say their names several times, but um, I forgot to do that um but yeah, he was a cool dude, and we were talking about the show, and we were talking about like who who we're here for, and what's your favorite Blue and Exile song? You know, just having that general conversation that you yeah you love to have. Um, and we went upstairs, and they were selling Blue and Exile, Below the Heavens, on vinyl. I do not own one. I want to own one. <laughs> so uh, so I saw it, and I was like, How much is that? Uh, the dude next to me said twenty quid. I was like, Twenty quid, bargain! Come on then, yeah, let me get great. my wallet out. Didn't have twenty quid on me. But I obviously had my card. So I said said to the whole crowd, I was like, can I pay by card? Everyone was like, no, you have to pay by cash. I'm like, Ben, what show in 2019 or what building that does entertainment and events in 2019 doesn't have a card machine or at least a portable card machine? Come on, bro. Come on. So I had to go out and a bouncer said, and I asked the bouncer, I was like, Cause I had, a, I had a stamp on my hand, so I knew I could get back in. So I was like, I was like, "Yo, boss man, where can I get an ATM?" He was like, "Go around the corner. There's a Sainsbury's. Go there." I'm like, "Cool." I go around the corner. I go left, and I don't see a Sainsbury's, but I do see an independent ATM in a kebab shop. So I go in. This, so I go. So I go on this ATM, and in the excitement that I'm finally gonna get a Blue in Exile vinyl, and I'm gonna have this memento of this good night that I've had. You know, because I feel like if I buy it on, I'm gonna buy it on Discog someday. You know, because duh, I'm gonna buy it on Discog someday, and it's gonna feel good that I've got it. But it's not gonna feel the same because it's not a memento of the show I went to. You know, yeah, it's gonna feel, it's gonna feel attached. a little bit less. Just just yeah. Just, just, just yeah, it's, it's, yeah, you get it. So in the rush and in the excitement, I take my card out. But what I also do is I take out my train ticket. I put these thing I put both of these entities in and as you can imagine the ATM goes a bit skits and goes please take your card out. But the thing is Ben, my card didn't come out. My train ticket Uh, came out. So I pull my train ticket out and it goes back to the main menu and I'm like shit (laughs) So my card card got ate So my card got ate by the ATM. So I'm like, shit. So I rush into the kebab shop and I go to the guy, my guy, can you open the ATM? My card just got eaten. And he goes to me, oh, yeah, if you want to spend some of your card, you need a, a, it's like five pound limit if you want to use your card. I'm like, Mm. I'm not talking about food, bro. I'm not here to order. My card is in the ATM in your building. Can you open it? And he's like, yeah, if you buy, like, three nuggets and chips, that'll be a fiver. And I'm like, you're not. So I have to go back and forth with this dude trying to explain what the fuck I'm talking about. I don't want to buy your food. I don't want to buy your food. I've got food at home. This is not what I'm here for. And I ask another dude because he clearly ain't helping. I'm like, bro, can I speak to you? Okay. See that ATM right there? My card's in it. Can you open it? He goes, no. It has nothing to do with us. Because it's an independent ATM. You know mm. they don't own it. It's not a. It's not a. It's not a bank ATM that you see in your bank, or or even a Sainsbury's ATM, which is owned by Sainsbury's, because it has the Sainsbury's you know stuff on it. Mm. So I had to lock my card, and I couldn't get a Blue in Exile vinyl. I'm pissed. I'm pissed. So I call my mum. I'm like, mum, I'm pissed. <laughs> I'm an idiot. This, and this is and this is and this was me. This, that was my fault. In the excitement, I should have you know. It was it was in the excitement, and I got and I rushed, obviously, and I paid the price. Now I would have rather had my uh, card out instead of my train ticket. But that's neither here nor there. So I'm on the train back, and I'm feeling a bit, eh, you know, n- n- not not it eh, but eh, and um, you know, and and I was on the train back, and I don't know if you, I don't know the public transport um etiquette in Australia. But um, here, some trains, some carts, out of the eight or twelve or four carriages or whatever, some of those are quiet. Oh, some of those God, are designated quiet carts. Yeah. In this case, two out of the eight carts were quiet zones. And for those who don't know what quiet zone is, you know, just... Shut you know, the fuck up. Keep, keep shit to a minimum, you know, keep noise to a minimum. If you have music, don't play YouTube you know, put, videos put your headphones on, your on put your headphones phone. on, you know. You get it. All that stuff. Just be, just be a little quiet and courteous to everyone else. Okay, who for whoever's in that car. I go there for a purpose because I like it quiet. I like it quiet in the car. And as you can guess, on a Saturday night, on the way out of London, some drunk people come in, and they're being mad loud. So that was just a final straw. And I and I didn't blow up. I didn't blow up. And I was I was in an alternate universe. I probably have. In a very, very close alternate universe, I did. Uh but I didn't in this case. But yeah. Last night was just a clusterfuck. <laughs> it really was. Like there was just I really get irritated by small things. This podcast has gone mad long, I've just realised. Jesus Christ. But um <laughs> But um <laughs> but yeah, this uh I really get annoyed by small things. But there were so many small things that happened that night i just i i i just wanted to wash my hands of it and that's just pretty much it <sighs> yeah man that's that's fucking shit like that's <laughs> that's a really rough one. you don't you don't <laughs> want a night like that when you're having a really rough week and then took your card as well bro that's and then the quiet carriage thing ugh. nah, no i'm out I'm out at that point. <laughs> I'm like, this this is bust. This is a bust. I gotta go home, reset. Like, this is shit, man. Fuck. If the show, if the show is like perfect, if the lighting wasn't as obnoxious as it was. Seriously, I've never had, I've never seen. I like, I've I've done lighting. I've done studio lighting before when I was at university. It's a hard job, and like, I only did like the basic stuff. But boy, like, Exile had to say halfway through the show, can you like turn the lights down? And then like literally. 30 seconds afterwards they just turned them back on again i'm like oh my god bro there's silhouette effect and then there's silhouetting and blinding us at the same time like raise the lights if you're gonna do it like that oh god bro like that yeah so so it's just annoying it's just annoying it wasn't a shit night like i've had shit nights but yeah it was just annoying it was just it was just like little things always just digging me in my fucking face it's just annoying it's like someone flicking yeah, your face. It's just like, stop it. <laughs> when you're in a bad mood, it, those things just become like so much more elevated, eh? Like, yeah, exactly, just, yeah. Uh, just get amplified. Ugh, oh, I don't know. So we move on to the last topic of today or of this episode. I keep saying today, goddammit. This is uh, and uh, uh Okay, so I just wanted to. This is kind of a story that I just wanted to flag up, um, simply because I've heard this I've heard about this story all year, but I've never really. There are just some stories, you know, in the world that I can't. That I don't. Uh, you know, generally, genuinely, I don't feel qualified to talk about. And to be honest, I don't feel genuinely qualified to talk about this either. But I kind of wanted to bring this up simply because I want you guys to read this um, in your own time, because it's a very lengthy, and I'm not going get, to get through all of it. I just wanted to give the gist of what's happening. But I thought it was a great beginning to understanding what's going on in this particular place. So I said at the start of the episode, you know, this ain't going to be the only time I'm going to talk about China. And this is the reason why. I'm. This is basically about Uh Uyghur Muslims. Um... Chinese people uh, who are Muslims in in China and Muslims in China, and the and the horrors that basically the Chinese government are putting them through. Now, this is don't get it twisted. This hasn't just started yesterday. This didn't start last week. This has been going on probably. Uh, I don't know when it started particularly, but uh, i the first news I got of it was uh, earlier in the year. So it's been going on for at least most half uh, half the year. At least a few months so um you know and like i said i don't feel educated to talk about this you know in terms of analyzing what hap- what happens next or predicting anything stuff like that or um you know and if anything critical um same same reason why i don't I really talk about stuff like um i don't know example like israel yeah i saw i saw a new i saw a, i was watching channel four news the other day in the uh, uh, I forgot who was on it. I, f- I don't know if it was Kathy Newman or someone else, but um, they said uh, it said that the US have deemed uh, Isra- Israelites uh, being in a uh, Palestinian territory illegal. And I'm like, wait, what the fuck does the US have to do with judging if what Israel does is illegal or not? What does the US-? you know? what I mean, it's just it's just a really weird it's a really weird thing, and obviously. Israel and Palestine is a, a a long, long, long thing to talk about. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and I I just don't feel educated to talk about that sometimes. So uh, I don't. But yeah. Let's just let's just get into this. So uh, this is the this is a uh, article from the New York Times and it's an amazing it's an amazing piece on just uh on, on the uncovered 400 pages of internal Chinese documents, um, providing a unprecedented inside look at the crackdown on ethnic minorities in the Xinjiang region. I don't know if I said that right. Xinjiang reason, region. Region. Uh, it's called "Absolutely No Mercy." League files expose how China uh, how China organised mass detentions of Muslims. is by Austin Ramsey and Chris Buckley. Um, uh, the location is in Chinese. Uh, Mandarin, so I have no idea. But yeah, let's uh, let's just get into this a little bit, um, and I'll call and I'll call it a show. But uh, the students booked their tickets home uh, at the end of the semester, hoping for relaxing breaks after exams and the summer of happy reunions with family in China's far west. Instead, they would be soon told that their parents were gone, relatives had vanished, and their neighbors were missing. Uh, all of them locked up in expanding network of detention camps built to hold Muslim ethnic minorities. The authorities in the Xinjiang region uh, worried, uh, uh, worried the situation was a powder keg, and so they prepared. The leadership distributed a classified directive advising local officials to corner returning students as soon as they arrived and keep them quiet. It included chillingly bureaucratic guides for how to handle their anguished questions, beginning with the most obvious, Where is my family? Quote, They're in a training school set up by the government. Unquote. The prescribed answer began: "If pressed, official, if pressed, officials were to tell students that their relatives were not criminals, yet could not leave these quote-unquote schools." The question and answer script also included a barely concealed threat: students were told to were to be told that their behaviour could either shorten or extend the detention of their relatives. Quote, I'm sure that you will support them because this is for their own good, officials were advised to say, and also for your own good. These are the the quotes are from genuine Chinese documents, official Chinese government documents here, ladies and gentlemen. That's crazy. And I I haven't even got into the deep shit. Uh, So, the directive was among 403 pages of internal documents that have been shared with the New York Times in one of the most significant leaks of government papers from inside China's ruling Communist Party in decades. They provide an unprecedented view of the continuing clampdown in Xinjiang, in which the authorities have corralled as many as a million ethnic Uyghurs, Kazakhs, and uh, and others into internment camps and prisons over the past three years. Three years? Shit. (sighs) Fucking hell. So I, I was thinking, oh, I was only it's only been going on for six months. This has been going on for three freaking years. I have some big questions after this, but um, let's let's continue just for a, just for a few minutes more. Okay, um, the party has rejected international criticism of the camps and described them as job training centres that used mild methods to fight Islamic extreme extremism. But the documents confirmed the coercive coercive nature of the crackdown in in the words and orders of the very officials who conceived and orchestrated it. Even as the government presented its efforts in Xinjiang Xinjiang, uh, to the public as benevolent and unexceptional, it, discuss, it discussed and organised a ruthless and extraordinary campaign in these internal communications. Senior party leaders are recorded ordering drastic and urgent action against extremist violence, including the mass detentions, and discussing the consequences, consequences with cool detachment. Children sh- saw their parents taken away. Students wondered who would pay for their tuition, and crops would not be plant could not be planted or harvested for lack of manpower. The reports noted. Uh, yet officials were directed to tell people who complained to be grateful for the Communist Party's help and stay quiet. President Xi Jinping, the party chief, laid the groundwork for the crackdown in a series of speeches delivered in private uh, private to officials during and after a visit to Xinjiang in April 2014, just weeks after Uyghur militants stabbed more than 150 people at a train station, killing 31 Mr. Xi called, out, uh, called for an all-out quote-unquote struggle against terrorism, infiltration and separatism, using the organs of dictatorship and showing absolutely no mercy. Terrorist attacks abroad and the drawdown of American troops in Afghanistan Uh, heightened the leadership's fears and helped shape the crackdown. Officials argue that attacks in Britain resulted from policies that put human rights above security, quote-unquote, and Mr. Xi urged the party to emulate aspects of America's war on terror after the September 11th attacks. Oh, boy. The leaked papers consist of 24 documents, some of which contain duplicate material. They include nearly 200 pages of internal speeches by Mr. Xi, and other leaders, and more than 150 pages of directors and reports on the surveillance and control of the Uyghur population in Xinjiang. There are also references to plans to extend restrictions on Islam to other parts of China. So I'm going to stop there, um, and I highly suggest you guys, honestly, uh, look this up more, because the fact, you know, you gathered by my surprise, it's been going on for three years. And my questions here, in terms of all this, one, where is everybody else? See, um, I think I see China right as um as that really insecure girlfriend you had in high school. You know, if you call them Winnie the Pooh, they ban it and you know they if you call Xi Jinping Winnie the Pooh, or just mention Winnie the Pooh in any context now, um, I don't know what happens to you, but the but the word Winnie the Pooh and the phrase Winnie the Pooh is bandit China. That is so petty. That is so insecure, you know. That, if it, if I was a person, you know that that just sounds super insecure, isn't it? You know it's it sucks. It's terrible, and. With that said, and it's the same with um, it's the same with what happened to the NBA and all, and all that. And, well, you know, I talked about that um in one particular episode of you like a month or so ago. You know, it's it's the same stuff. They see they they see some Uyghur Muslims um or, or you know, people who claim to be Uyghur and um you know, and claim to be about that faith, and then go kill well and go attack 150 people on the train and kill, what was it, 51 or 31, something like that, you know, and then the entire, the, the entire population of, not even Uyghur Muslims, you know, just, just Islam, is, is <laughs> Islamists in any fashion now, that's probably going to be extended to them, you know, they're putting them in literal camps, literal containment camps, and how funny is it that they mention the war on terror, you think the war on tenor, uh, terror was knee-jerk. Ch- US ain't got shit on China as it pertains to knee-jerk reactions. Jesus. That is crazy. And the oh, oh, the more harrowing thing is that it's been going on for three years. I can't get that over my head. I can't get that of my head, to be honest. Just that factoid. I've only heard about this in the past year. In the past few months. Maybe like the start of summer or spring. And it's been going on for three years. And I think it's fascinating that even four hundred documents of legitimate Chinese documentation, gu- Chinese government co- documentation, is even leaked. I'm surprised. I'm surprised they got one page, let alone four hundred. I think that's crazy to me. But, ladies and gentlemen, this is um, you know, this, this just adds to obviously the you know, uh, um, there's there's. I don't wanna get I don't I don't wanna get existential. But um, you know, this is it just adds to the pot of just crazy shit that's going on everywhere. Um, you know, for those that know me, they know, um, they know that I write or I always write something. You know, in the review review of the year, you know, and I try and mix it up, I try and keep it like half and half between what's been going on in the world and response responses to that and also um, linking it to my personal year and how it's gone for me personally, and obviously I might just add a little thing on the decade as well, um, of course, because that's obviously what's going on. And you know, even though the world is you know uh, due to like social media and all that and the in and end everything like that, even though that kind of world has gone much smaller, it, it really there really is a distance. They're really that that distance between cultures and countries and continents is still there. It's still as far away as it logically is, as it mathematically is. You know, even even though we can look up news on China or I don't know, or, or, or or Australia or South Africa or wherever, you know, we can look up all these news if we want to. Brazil, Venezuela, Bolivia, now. Fucking hell. <laughs> you know, we could look up all these things, but at the end of the day, unless you let unless you're there, you're really there, you can't quite gather how shit it really can be. And I think because of that, it, it 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 removes our lack of empathy. And I guess this is something that nobody had to deal with. You know, our generation and future generations obviously gonna have to deal with this kind of thing. Um in terms of having trying to have empathy for a lot of things Iran as well I don't even know what's going on in Iran personally, but I'm seeing posts about Iran and I'm just like is something going on in Iran <laughs> you know what i mean it's just, it's just a lot and um unless you have direct contact with that particular whatever issue is going on in the world um y- y- it's just hard to find it's hard to find um not even just empathy of it. But just knowledge of it, you know, I can gain empathy for um, Uighur Muslims being in, um, ca- literal camps right now. I can, I can, I can gain that empathy if I wanted to. But what I want the most, you know, I've said, I've said this, I've said this, you know, it's a life eth- ethos for me. Um, and some of you, most of you guys know this, you know. Um, knowledge. I want. I want more knowledge. <laughs> Put simply, I want more knowledge, and uh, the fact that I didn't, the fact that I'm still gobsmacked this has been going on for three years, and I've only heard about it in the past six months, just shows that, you know, even, no matter how hard you try to keep abreast of news and what's going on in the world, there's always going to be a blind spot, and uh, you never know when stuff truly begins unless unless a certain amount of people care about it as soon as it begins. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, this has been what's good. Hope you've enjoyed this episode. Um, oh, excuse me. Uh, fuck the Grammys. Clout. Doing it all for clout. They put an EP in the album list. That that just uh, says it all. I should have stopped there, to be honest. I will, I will say I couldn't. I, once I saw that, I just wanted to be done with this list. Uh, but now I am, and I can move on with my life and not care about any of it. Other than other than if Naomi wins, I'll be gassed if she wins. But anyway, uh <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um uh it's been a it's been a lot. It's been a lot this week, but um, we should we should always continue, always keep always keeping moving. But anyway, from the Fifth Podcast Network, I've been Chai and this has been what's good, Intro music is too much by vanilla, interlude music is visited by Poldor. You can find all their music via their own band camps in the links. In descriptions below. Shout to Chill hot Records for the ability to use this music. You can also find their Bandcamp link in the description below. And as the plane goes by, once again, hope you all have a good week. I shall always try and do the same. But until the next time, fuck the Grammys and take it easy, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs>